the background is we were having discussions after all of the episodes and realized that we were making some really good points. Uh, <laughs> Connecting the, some dots that were just you and I were hearing. <laughs> yeah, so like, hey, let's uh, record some of these. So uh, at least a semi-regular feature, if not a regular feature, will be some of these analyses, depending on how good I guess they turn out to be. Welcome to a bonus analysis and discussion episode with the hosts of the Path Distilled podcast. In these episodes, we talk about the guests that we just had on, how it connects to the guests we've had in the past, and give our take on what you've heard. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, loved his story, loved his attitude. I just, the, the yes thing really got my attention because, you know, on the heels of well, timing wise of kind of doing this interview right we just released uh jeremy tubbs episode mm -hmm. right and that was kind of one of the things that came out of kind of his keys to success or advice was kind of that idea of like saying yes going after opportunity but i always think that's so interesting because then there's this other way of looking at that which i asked uh justin about right of like the power of a no and mm -hmm how you make sure that you're not kind of saying yes to too much or saying yes to the wrong things, right? And so I find that such an interesting kind of duality of the power of a yes, but the power of a no also. I wholeheartedly agree. My take, and this is my, uh, speak only for myself, but the uh, I took at least Jeremy's and possibly his to mean particularly early on, take every opportunity, and then you develop the ability to know what best benefits you. Mm -hmm. So like in their cases, will you perform this show at this low? And granted, yeah, there has to be, if it's definitely gonna harm your career, don't do it. But if, um, you know, if an opportunity arises, even if you don't do so well, uh, go ahead and take it. And I guess the yeah, flip side I, of that, go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. <laughs> The flip side of that is I've had a situation where um, you also don't want to release, like if say it's a book proposal and it's not the right draft to send in, it's advisable as you're pointing out to sometimes say no, if you don't want to ruin your opening. Or like the way I posed the question to him was, would you have so much on your plate and you continue to say yes? I know I have that problem. <laughs> and I work with a lot of clients on that problem of, you know, you're over saying yes, right? And you want to be the one that is doing things and taking things mm -hmm. on. And maybe that's not the best thing to, to do, which was interesting when he shared how he kind of tunes into those times, it seems like, and takes that opportunity to recharge and kind of say, say no to things if he has to. But the saying yes, I think from the, his perspective, and I think also Jeremy's is more of openness to opportunity. And that mm -hmm. kind of latter question I asked Justin about whether he thought there was any influence from skateboarding and those types of kind of high risk sports, right? Where you have to, you in those sports, you have to learn how to not be scared by risk right? And to be open to the possibility and the fact that something could go wrong and likely will, and you're going to have to get back up again and try it again, right? Um, so I was kind of relating it to that too when he was talking. It just seems so open to 
experience and possibility and really seeks that stuff out and moves in that direction sure. and then works really hard works hard to get those but also works really hard after he gets them and, and two points related um i agree that as the point you were making if you have do five do fewer things but do them really well so if you have do five things and make sure they're top notch rather than necessarily 10 that are mediocre um and then the other comment is i'm glad you asked those questions i can't remember who asked the first one but the one about uh oh his, it was his comment about his mom expecting him to do multiple mm -hmm. things and then your question about the risk taking kind of um, just based on what I know of Justin made me like, I can see that influence. He takes care of things. And then he's also, I guess I'm just reiterating what you said, but uh, he, <laughs> he's from a young age, he was comfortable managing a lot of different things at once. And then he's also that risk taking from that support or because of that, he, because that's his personality, he's a risk taker. And so what I, for me, what this relates to is that he's always, he's a, he's a solution person, right? Like he moves forward. He doesn't get stuck in that kind of what if space. Like to me, the, the story he shared about the Nike shoe is the best example of that. How myself included, right? You get this DM from Nike saying like, you've got to deliver in two <laughs> days. I'd be freaking out, right? Like who wouldn't, I think a majority of us would be like shift into that reaction of like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And be stuck in that space at least have that as a first reaction if not be stuck in that space for a little bit of time whereas he it was like bypassed that whole kind of human reaction and was just like okay cool i'm gonna sit here and draw something up awesome great good go for it <laughs> and i suspect i would have been complete opposite of his reaction i would have been like well they're not going to get anything from me <laughs> know, right? there's like, not time <laughs> two days oh my god you know um, that's what I thought was kind of fascinating about how all these pieces of the story he shared with us, right? About, like you said, his mom being, you know, a premature baby, you know, growing up and doing skateboarding and all these kind of the, the car accident and all these things that seem to have really helped shape and cultivate him in him that ability to just keep moving forward and keep you know, kind of focusing on solutions and action. Like you said, he's a person of action, right? And just keep moving forward um, rather than, you know, getting caught up in the, the reaction to some of these things. And I love, it. it's just a cool story how this group of creatives just kind of merged and mm -hmm. kind of brought each other along in some ways. And I thought that you know, I asked uh, after he shared the analogy about kind of looking at it like a basketball team, right? And everybody's kind of in the rotation because I think it's fascinating, right? He went from managing one person where he's cultivated that relationship with that one person. He's their person, right? Like I understand there are other people and managers involved, but he was the manager for that one person, right? And now they've got this group of artists and you've got to share yourself and, but still create that relationship with those people where for you, you feel like I'm your manager, but for that person, they feel like I'm a manager, which is not that, that easy to do, right? Even if everybody's all on the same team, a lot of times like one colleague in the literature in a completely kind of different context called it the idea of like the trust gap, right? That 
there can be that gap that gets created where like, if I'm working with you, then the other person is feeling like, wait a minute, (laughs) you're my person. Like, can I trust you too? Right. So I thought it was really interesting that analogy they're using of that. Everybody's in the rotation, basically getting their time. Nobody's feeling like they're sitting on the bench and just being kept on the bench. There's even a, he didn't delve into it. So I don't know if he's including that. I don't think he is including it under the same umbrella, but there's even another group of artists whose overlaps. Mm. So I don't, I think there's even within their two separate groups, there's a larger um, group. And I think the same thing there, um, that other group has some better known artists among within their group. Some are better known than others, but uh, within that collective, but, they also cross collaborate and uh, everyone gets a turn in their um, creations as well. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's really interesting. Like you talked about, he learned a lot about leadership and it sounds like they're, they're figuring that piece of it out in terms of, you know, he meant, he even mentioned this at one point, kind of like the culture amongst their group, right. Um, and the community that they have. So it's fascinating to hear that. And then also how he really, tries to kind of coach the people that he's managing through these challenges that they experience, right? And, and help them kind of, you know, shift perspective when needed or find that kind of optimal perspective. That was really cool to hear too. And he mentioned being named one of the 40 under 40, and I don't think he's anywhere close to 40. So that's <laughs> extra that? impressive. Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment, right? I would, yeah. I would not even, well, I guess I shouldn't be speculating on his age, but I would say he's the, let's keep it vague. He's in the much closer to the 30 range. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's even more impressive to me that they, that group and he has it figured out to that degree at that age. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, he shared with us. So hopefully not, hopefully I know that when, you know, the listeners that listen to listen to his episode or have listened to his episode by the time this <laughs> debriefing between you and I airs, they will have pulled out so many, um, so many useful things from, sure. you know, his, his experience, his path and his, uh, his mindset. Um, so I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I guess it's as good a time as any to announce that we'll have YouTube episodes coming soon so be on the lookout like and subscribe wherever you get the podcast and then be on the lookout for the youtube channel and episodes where you'll get to see the actual pictures in real time as we talk about them so that's even scarier to think about than everybody just hearing my voice all the time (laughs) it's yeah, well, at least if they're looking at both of us, though. <laughs> my, they're just focusing on the guest. <laughs> well, yeah, by comparison, I'm the, I'll be the worst looking one on the screen. So uh, <laughs> we can just use that. Despite, that's that's really my, the root of my uh, Brad, bald Brad, Brad Pitt joke is uh, I know that I'm the, by no means it's anywhere close. So it's. Uh, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Kevin. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so. Thanks, everybody. The Path Distilled is hosted by Kevin Harris and Lauren Tashman, created and produced by Kevin Harris. The content is copyrighted by The Path Distilled, all rights reserved.